Hey, you with the earbuds, turn it down. I'm Slate's technology columnist, Farhad Manju. I'm Emily Yaffe, Slate's Dear Prudence Advice columnist, and this is Manners for the Digital Age. Today's questions, that's right, we have two questions today, are both about the power of one person to unwittingly irritate the rest of us. Our first letter writer has a problem with people who take their sweet time at those DVD machines. Dear Emily and Farhad, I have a peeve with people who stand at the red box and browse titles, reading every possible film summary, seemingly unaware of the growing line forming behind them of people who either have something quick to return or who have made a reservation to pick up or are just frankly more decisive. Should there be a maximum time limit on red box browsing? A second listener writes, Dear Farhad and Emily, Oftentimes, I will find myself on the subway near a young person who is listening to music on their earbuds, but it is so loud that I can clearly hear it. I become concerned about their hearing, but more so annoyed by the sound. Is it rude for such a person to listen to music at that volume? Okay, let's talk about Redbox first. Emily, are you the sort of person who either doesn't notice the line forming behind you or doesn't care? Or do you even use Redbox? Well, first of all, I think we should explain what Redbox is, maybe for people who have never used one, which I never have. Correct me if I'm wrong, Farhad, it's the machine. I've only seen it at the supermarket. It's got DVDs inside and you rent them and return titles. Yeah, it's a DVD vending machine. Okay. That's basically what it is, yeah. It's a self-contained blockbuster. Yep. I'm the kind of person who's annoyed about everything, so... When I go to an ice cream store, I don't even try the flavors. I just go in, make up my mind. I just can't stand (laughs) samplers. Yes, you have to be very aware there are people behind you. It sounds like you're harsher about this than I am. I think that if you notice someone's behind you, you should start to limit your time there and say, you know, give yourself a three-minute time limit. Usually I notice there's no one in line at those things, or maybe there's, you know, one person using it and then you're waiting behind one person. It's not like the line is 10 deep, so you don't have to worry about it. And I think that if you are undecided about the movie and then you see someone come behind you, you should say, hey, are you just returning that movie? You can pop in ahead of me and then I'll continue searching after you. Okay, but the problem is, of course, that the person who's all involved in trying every ice cream flavor or looking at every movie title is just absorbed in his or her own choices and doesn't notice or care. So then the onus is put on the people in the line. I agree with you about the three-minute limit. If you stand up there, give the person three minutes to complete their perusal, then I think it's perfectly fine to say, excuse me, if you don't mind, I just need to return this or I know what I'm going to order. Could I just step in in front of you and do this and then you can get back to your browsing? I don't think there's anything wrong with that. The person is being rude not to be aware that you're hanging people up. And, you know, the movies they store at Redbox are – basically the dregs (laughs) (laughs) well it's new releases it's sort of kind of lowest common denominator fare it's not art house movies it's not something that you have to kind of do a lot of deep research you basically know by looking at the cover whether you want to watch it or not so you're kind of deciding between which adam sandler movie do i want to spend my evening on yeah if you're the person you know behind in line you could say 
oh, don't rent the movie where Adam Sandler's twins rent the one where he's <laughs> pretending to be married to Jennifer Aniston. That might speed it up. Right, right. Offer your own suggestions for what that person would enjoy. So what do you think about the second problem about um, the loud subway listener? I've actually run into this myself. You do think, my goodness, buddy, by the time you're 40, you are going to be stone deaf. I'm very sensitive to ambient sound. I've gotten up and moved. So I think if that's possible, get up and move. If you're on a crowded subway, I mean, it's a subway. So this isn't hours and hours. It's not like you're on a train or a plane. I think pretty much you have to live with that. If it is a train ride or a plane ride and it's just blasting, I don't think there's anything wrong with saying, you know, excuse me, if you wouldn't mind, could you turn that down because I can actually hear your music? And either the person will say, oh, I'm so sorry, I didn't realize, or be a jerk. Yeah, I think it's perfectly fine to ask, but I guess I kind of disagree with the premise here that the music is any more annoying than all of the other sounds that you may hear on a subway. So I think it's annoying when I hear two people loudly talking about something behind me on a subway and, you know, I'm trying to read a magazine or I'm reading a book and I want to be deeply concentrated on that. You know, I would never think to tell people to stop chatting about work or something. And I think it's kind of in the same league to tell someone to turn down their music. You know, if it's really annoying, I think you should move. You could perhaps ask. I don't think the person has to do anything in response to you. But if you're stuck sitting next to someone on a long train ride... I think there are various studies that have shown conversation around you is easier to tune out than music, particularly if you know the music, then you just almost can't help but hear it. I'm old enough that I remember the boom box. Right. And people would carry around, you know, the bigger, the better and blast this. So, you know, we have to thank technology. Maybe you could tap the person and say, hey, you've got bad buds, buddy. <laughs> I was thinking about that, though. Like, it's polite to use earbuds compared to the old days of, you know, using a ghetto blaster. So it's a step forward. Maybe they should get better earbuds. You know, you get these in-ear earbuds that kind of go really deep into your ear, and they make it better for the person who's listening. You can listen at lower volume, so that doesn't ruin your ears. And I think they also work in reverse, where they don't let sound leak out to the rest of the world. I have to recount the story I read in the New York Times during the boombox era. So this kid comes on, it's blasting on the bus, everyone's being annoyed beyond belief. This businessman in a suit says, hey, that's a really nice radio there. Could I give you $100 for it? Kid says, sure. Guy hands him 100 takes the boombox and throws it out the window of the bus. So <laughs> there's one solution. You know, that could work. You can't do that on a plane, though. But True. <laughs> so that's the other way. Just buy the device from yes. your person sitting next to you, and then, and then you'll be fine. If you're part of the 1%, you can do that. <laughs> <laughs> so you got a three-minute limit at Redbox. Choose your Adam Sandler movie, and it's okay for the person behind you to tap you on the shoulder and say, uh, look, could I just skip ahead of you? On earbuds, I think if you're the listener, you should try to be polite and don't play it too loudly. But if you're the person who's overhearing the sound, my first instinct would be to try to tune it out. Otherwise, ask, but don't expect the person to turn it down in response to you. Never expect the other person to True. respond to your requests. Yes. 
Send us your questions about shifting etiquette in the online age. Our address is digitalmanners at slate.com. You can also join our Facebook page where we carry on the conversation throughout the week. Go to facebook.com slash digitalmanners. And we'll talk to you next time on Manners for the Digital Age. Digital Manners.